0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back to the JKWD podcast. We hope you're having an awesome moment right now. And if you're not, you're about to. Um, is we'll, we'll get there in a minute, but Wilda Rivera is back on the podcast. And I listened back to that the first time she was on. I was back like episode 86 or something. You go find it and we'll tell you you want to listen to that before you listen to this get an idea who she is and what she's been through because we didn't cover that this time. Um, but we opened that one with like, wow, look at all the, like, wow, literally like, you know, look at the, all the energy. And I, I had forgotten that before I listened back to it yesterday. And, yeah. and she still got the energy. So still got the energy. Yeah. yeah she all, all is great. Um, but first, Hey, Kelvin, how you
1: doing? I'm doing awesome, thank you very much I am it's It's sunny and bright. I'm healthy down to hundred and seventy pounds. whoa hey, I'm loving hey. that and I got a haircut, so I'm ultimately cuter than I was just a week ago ladies 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 well kept as they say. <laughs> Life's good. I'm having a good time. How about you? I'm
0: doing good. Um, yeah, we're, we're starting to get toward the end of fall or end of September. Um, I guess we got to talk about that next episode then cause that's hearing, the end of the third quarter, huh? I'm hearing um, stories. we're headed yeah. toward, we're headed toward fall uh-huh. and, um, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about what, um, I expect to be going on in my life over the next few months um yeah and uh um you know nothing nothing for public consumption yet Good. but uh yeah, you know we have a baby who's happily chattering away she's
1: um we do i could have sworn she just said some words some actual words Yeah, no she,
0: she's almost there uh Whoa. like she's starting to understand that if she opens her mouth she gets open sounds, and if she closes her mouth, she gets closed sound. Like, like she, like she gets a difference between like mmm and ah. Um, mm-hmm. And she hasn't figured out like, like she, she does this thing that looks like she's practicing talking without right. sound coming out. Um, hey, hey! <laughs> Hopefully, be she be long yeah. now. Yeah, so. It, so she's got that that going on, um, and yeah, you know, she's starting to um, be able to um, amuse herself more. Uh huh. Um, yeah, you know, which is which is interesting to watch. She can, yeah, you know, she's got. Um, if you give her a variety of toys, she'll play with a variety of toys. Right. Like she'll, she, but she'll explore them. Um, she won't just be like, oh, there's a new thing, there's a new thing, there's a new thing. And mm-hmm. It's like this one rolls, let me learn how to roll. This one twists and makes a noise, let me learn how to twist this. And this one turns and bends, so let me play with that a little bit. And then she'll pick her favorites, but she'll explore the, she'll explore them first, which is kind of cool to watch. Um, and then. Yeah, you know, maybe someday she'll start moving on her own. Like she's she's not quite <laughs> crawling. You know, we talked about this uh, you know, before the podcast, but yeah. you know, she's she's either head head up or butt up, not both. Uh, <laughs> you, you need both to crawl. Um, <laughs> she'll she'll get her butt up and put her head down and, and kind of scooch, um, but that doesn't work uh, if you're not on a soft surface that could be a pain um, on a carpet
1: boy I tell you that.
0: well is well she does it on the carpet but she doesn't do it on the hardwood because you put your head down on the hardwood and they go yeah. and you don't want that
1: that noise uh, oh she puts it down definitively i got <laughs> it i mean
0: um and so um yeah we're working toward that but yeah you put her you put her in a standing position she's like i can do this she can't but mm-hmm. <laughs> but she get, she seems to she seems to get it because she watches people walk, I think.
1: Um, well, pretty soon, I'm pretty yeah. sure she's going to develop that sheer determination. And then she's going to start doing some, that sheer, that's S-H-E-A-R determination. Yeah. And and and, and she's going to be walking and climbing and flying around. You just watch.
0: That's yeah. i um, Yeah. Well, I mean, we can see it. <laughs> we can see it. Uh, so awesome. So anyway, that's how we're doing. Hey, I mentioned that fall is coming and with it, um you're probably interested in like warmer foods like soup. Um so you can get some bone broth to use as a base for your soup. Um or you can just get some soups straight from Kettle and Fire. Our friends over there uh want to give you 10% off. You, know, you can get like an original flavor Beef or chicken bone broth. You can get like a chipotle beef. You can get a turmeric ginger chicken bone broth. Uh, I actually really like the the turmeric ginger. Um, in fact, uh, I was drinking tea, and during during this episode, and one of the tea bags is turmeric and one of them is ginger. Oh, uh, I actually oh, you really just like oh. a combination. Um, but the um, yeah, they also have have soups. They have um. They have like a mushroom bisque and they have some miso soup. And some of them, if you're doing a keto diet, they are keto friendly. Uh, you know, the bone broth will help you with an intermittent fasting regimen. They do everything low and slow. You know The bone broth is cooked uh, at least 10 hours, in some cases 20 hours to really get some of that collagen in there, um, help you recover from, from your workouts, from your injuries, um, and make you feel good. So go to kettleandfire.com, com, use code BetterHumanhood at checkout for ten percent off. That's K E T T L E A N D F I R E dot com. Use code BetterHumanhood at checkout for ten percent off your order. Wow, I feel like I did that in one breath. Um, I was wondering. Uh, I but feel you, like you just came probably, back from the
1: other room, so uh, so uh, you weren't in a hurry.
0: From, that was probably leftover energy from from this episode.
1: Will do, yeah.
0: Um, so um, just in case you're um, too wrapped up in the whole episode, by the time you get to the end, um, not only does she have a new book out called Success Math uh, available everywhere, like you can actually walk into a bookstore and get it too, um, but she's hosting a retreat in St. Augustine, Florida, Uh, It's going to be a full moon yoga wellness retreat. They get a private chef, beach house, all that kind of stuff. Um, $150 discount if you book by October 15th. So we wanted to mention that um, since that's coming up real quick. Um, She's got more details on it toward the end of the episode. You ready? So I go. yeah, let's play some music. And on the end, other than the other side of it, uh, Wilder Rivera will join us. Alrighty.
1: See you in a minute. Is she, is she Hello. Smiling? Is she here? Is she there? No, she's got that look on her face. I don't know if she's smiling. Hey, yeah. hi. Hey, Sorry. it is okay.
2: I couldn't figure out if it was working or not.
0: It's working. You're here. Working. We can hear you. Great. Cool. How you doing?
2: I'm good. How are you guys?
0: Good. Good. I
2: was being a dad.
0: Um, it's it's interesting. <laughs> uh, she's just about nine months old. So, um. So she's and, been out and,
2: as much time as she was in.
0: Yep. And uh it, I uh my my day job, I work nights from home, nights and weekends mm-hmm. from home. So we haven't had to put her in daycare, which means that, you know, oh, I get her awesome. I get her all day <laughs> while my wife's at work and then I go to work sometimes before my wife gets home, so she's just sitting here with me the whole time. Um so there's a lot of there's a lot of daddy-daughter time and it's a lot sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it can be. It adds up. You drunken. can't really talk to her about uh, politics or anything.
0: No, and I can't really <laughs> I can't really leave her home and go for a run. So No, no, you
2: can't. <laughs> but you can't get one of those
0: like Yeah, well, it's finally starting to cool off enough that I can mm-hmm. I'm like we have a good jogging stroller, but I can't put her in it when it's you know 105 degrees out and
2: yeah you would have to either go like super early in the morning or super late at night
0: exactly so it's finally starting to cool off i think we're heading up to syracuse for the weekend and then when we come back i think it's uh i think it's i'm yeah it seems to be cooling off enough here so
1: it's cooling off enough here
0: yeah. Yeah. If the temperature's <laughs> going, we're going to have to buy clothes that we don't own <laughs> to go up there. Yeah, <laughs> is it really cold
1: already
2: in Syracuse Kevin?
1: Well, it went, it went from 90 to like 55 in a day. It seems that mother nature knows precisely the day and the hour that the New York state fair shuts down <laughs> <laughs> and there's always something. So that afternoon, I mean, we kicked off that shutting down with uh, big rain and thunder showers for like the rest of the night. at At, at about the time it was supposed to shut down, so it don't even wait. It's like hurry up, get out. Wow. So, and uh, like I got up this morning, it was fifty. mean mm. it, it it we did have a, a little respite the last couple of days because it got up to eighty. Uh, oh wow! But. Uh, but yeah, today was definitely a 50 day and it's kind of hanging in there. So wow. that's where that it goes. So, are you still in Atlanta?
2: I am still in Atlanta. I am actually, um, it's the weather is kind of similar to it's like hot in the middle of the day, but it's cool in the morning and it's cool at night.
0: We, so, we need some of your cool in the morning and cool at night because down here on the coast, like it barely gets below 80. That's at night. crazy. Yeah, like I, you know, and I'm finishing up work at 3 a.m. and my thermostat says it's uh, 79 outside. Um, Josh, you
2: need to make sure you're getting enough sleep, buddy.
0: Well, yeah. Well, I finish work at three and I go to bed and I get up whenever she makes me, <laughs> whenever the baby makes me, and hopefully, well, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, I try to get a couple hours and in the afternoon have you
2: seen or heard of ariana huffington's book that she came out all about sleep no because she a couple of years ago i want to say like two or three years ago she had a accident where she was you know overworking 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 and yeah. then at the computer literally like passed out smashed her face on the Ooh, yeah on the desk and had to go to the hospital and everything and Ooh, then geez. after that after that she was like oh crap like
0: yeah, sleep. no, sleep is so there, definitely important.
2: Yeah, so then she started writing. Um, she, oh, I gotta get my charger. She started writing her book, and then she also, uh, that's when she launched Thrive Global. Okay. Because she wanted to take some of that 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 energy, oh, and dedicate it to self care. So,
0: gotcha. Yeah. Um. So my my day typically is. Um, Hopefully she goes back to sleep from about two to I, I put her down for a nap about two. And if she goes to sleep, great. And if she doesn't great cause she's in a crib safe and I go in the other room and go down yeah, for good. two to three hours. And, um, yeah, if she's allowed, uh, you know, I won't sleep through it, but, um, uh, and I just know if I'm sleep deprived that I'm not going to go uh, like, sorry, I can't go get the groceries today. Yeah. I'm not getting in good. the
2: car. Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. Sleep is
0: important, man. Yep. Yep, yep. Um we're, we're how doing. are you on time for today? Do you have a do you have I got hour? some
2: time. Yeah, okay. I have an hour.
0: Cool. Um, I have
2: a little bit more than that. I know we were great. gonna catch up a little bit at the beginning. So.
0: Yeah. Great, because I, I listened back to the to the first one we did and um, there's some stuff I want to go back to, but you got so much New stuff that I'm gonna <laughs> talk about too.
2: Great. Well, I'm I'm game.
0: Good. Um. Yeah. So so welcome back.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm really um, excited to be here.
0: Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna point people back to the original episode that you're on to like listen to you talk about kind of your background and your mission and all that stuff because oh. why do that again? Um,
1: right. Plus we get twice the traffic for
0: <laughs> Just roll back. Get more traffic <laughs> the other episode. Um, I wanted to talk about yoga um, first, because I know that's, you know, you, it's something you do you know, there at the studio and it's been interesting following your Instagram for the last like year and a half. Cause when, when you were on last time you were kind of, just starting really difficult poses and you would um, post your learning on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, now you've got like, now you're there on this stuff. So it was cool, like watching the learning process. Um, and then you also do these retreats mm-hmm. uh, involve them. In, and last time you mentioned like yoga with a capital Y and you know, like, right. Really getting into the practice and, like what it means beyond like a one hour class at the Y. Um, Mm -hmm. We never really got into that. Do you want to talk a little bit more about like what that, what that is and how it shows up for you and how you hope to bring it to others?
2: Of course. I think that, and it's funny you, you should bring that up because a, a, a client and now kind of friend of mine also mentioned to me like, Oh, are you still practicing? Because I don't see you posting, like, awkward, intense poses on Instagram anymore. Like, are you still doing yoga? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, I'm still doing yoga, but yoga with a capital Y. And the, the truth is, is that about seven months ago, I got pretty badly injured from yoga, from the physical asana practice. And, you know, that was part and parcel of me being obsessed you know, for lack of a better word with, you know, getting my leg up here and like standing on my head and all these things that, you know, the truth of the matter is, aren't really yoga. Um, And when I got physically injured and wasn't able to even really do a sun salutation because my pelvis was so thrown off, like Mm. uh, uneven and my SI joints were so aggravated and my periformis was like, on fire and didn't want to work anymore um it was a huge wake-up call uh in terms of sustainic, excuse me, sustainable and organic movement in the body and what that means mm-hmm. and the fact that yoga isn't a panacea it is not a cure-all you shouldn't only practice physical asana you need to like walk and run and lift weights and just do varied activity with your body Mm -hmm. Um, because any repetitive motion is not good secondly um the weird obsession our culture has with like the hard poses myself included at the (laughs) time um is really deleterious to the actual benefits of yoga Mm -hmm. and to kind of speak on that a little bit more yoga is like a tree right? There are roots and bark and stems and branches. And the asana is just like a little branch, like off of another branch, off of another branch. That the whole point of it is just to get your body tired enough so that the rest of you can kind of integrate and focus and, and be. Um, what I've had to reconnect with, which is a a different type of yoga practice over the last seven months, is really what they call bhakti yoga or yana yoga, which is bhakti yoga is the yoga of love and devotion, of connectedness. And sometimes bhakti yoga is um, shared through kirtan music or chanting or ecstatic dance or things like that. Um, Yana yoga is the yoga of... Of chanting mantra one hundred and eight times. Wow. So, yana yoga is about what some in the West might call prayer, right? But it's more about setting your intention on a specific thing mm-hmm. and utilizing your energy to filter your intention in that direction. So, um, and and just more spiritual practice. So, yoga. In real life (laughs) is about being able to interact with the world in a way that is non-harmful for yourself and interact with others in a way that is non-harming in the exchange, as well as um, putting an emphasis on concentration, meditation, self-study, surrendering to something bigger than yourself interconnectedness the idea that we're all one and using that in real life so it's like yeah you could be you could come into a yoga class and be able to stand on your head and pull your foot back to the top of your head but like how are your relationships
3: <laughs> right on
2: like that's yoga and when you go to india like for those people who want to like sojourn to the mandaram and blah, blah blah like you go there and it's not core power it's not goat yoga it's not like you know this rigid physical thing because yoga is supposed to be prescriptive it's supposed to be josh comes to me or Kevin comes to me and says i have anxiety i'm tired all the time i'm doing blah 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 and we say okay let's use yoga to fortify you Right, not to fix you because we're, that's not my job. That's not the right. job of yoga, but to fortify you in such a way so that you can heal yourself and you can come back into a place of of integration. Which is why, like, the idea of having like twenty people in a yoga class or a hundred people in a yoga class is just kind of ridiculous because you can't look at the bodies. You can't whisper into their like, "Is this okay?" Like, your elbow is looking crazy right now. Like, your your job as a teacher if you move into that space is to protect your students, to to create something that's individualized for your students. And it's difficult to do that if you have 100 students and there's only one of you. Um, and even as a, a person who's practicing, for me, it was like, okay, well, to like take your ego out of it. You know, take like, oh, well, I'm a yoga teacher, so I should be able to X, Y, Z. You know, there's incredible yoga teachers who are master teachers that are quadriplegics. You know who can tell you how to use your body in a certain way, mm-hmm. but also can highlight the philosophical underpinnings, which are really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Like one of the main texts of yoga is Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. And the, I'm sorry, the, I say the,
1: that one more time, that much slower.
2: <laughs> Patanjali, he's like the yoga state of yoga, okay. Yoga Sutras, and the Yoga Sutras are basically these one line of aphorisms. That were written in four padas or chapters, and each chapter is basically um, directed towards a different student. the The mythology behind it is that this guy Pantajali, you know, he knew all about yoga in ancient times, and people would come to him like, "What? What is this? How am I supposed to use this? How does this make me better?" Right. And the first two lines of the book are, "And now for the business of yoga, yoga is yoga." And then everything else after that is designed to help you get closer to yoga is yoga, right? So each pada is written kind of to speak to a different mindset. So there's one that's like, hey, if you do yoga, like you're going to get all these superpowers. But it's not about the superpowers, right? There's one that's like, well, if you practice yoga and you're like doing all of this stuff, um, then you'll be able to like know the answers to the questions of the universe. But that's not the whole point, but that'll also happen, right? Um, and the cool thing about it is that the asana of physical postures of yoga are only mentioned in these 196 aphorisms two times. Everything else is about like, if you meditate on your mind and your body and your purpose, then you'll know why you're here. Or if you meditate on OM, you'll know why the universe exists. Or, you know, like, if you, there's, like, one line that is so powerful that's, like, for those with an intense desire to connect with spirit, it's waiting near you. So it's, like, a lot of it is more about, like, you connecting with something bigger than yourself and giving you all these different ways that it could resonate with you.
0: Yeah, uh, there's a new movie coming out on Ram Dass' teachings and uh, they, they called they called the movie Becoming Nobody.
2: Yeah, the cool thing about Ram Dass is that his story when he went to – so Ram Dass, and I mean, I'm kind of just giving some yeah. brief outline, but he – when he got on his sojourn for spirituality – and someone told him about Naroli Baba, which was his teacher, and was like, "Yo, there's this Indian dude out in India. Like, it's hard to get there. You're gonna have to hike for days. But like, when you get there, everything will make sense."
0: Well, and so, this was a yeah, this was a Harvard professor, right? <laughs> you know, exactly. When he was like, like, he wasn't, yeah, he, right, he, wasn't, he wasn't already like some a lost
2: chippy. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, and so he's like, okay, so he goes on this odour, and a couple nights or like. A night before, a couple nights before, um, as he's going there, he has this vision of, like, his deceased mother, Ram Das, of his deceased mother, and her kind of, like, being there. And he has, like, this deep moment, right, where he's like, whoa, this is crazy. So then he goes to meet Naroli Baba. And Naroli Baba is, like, a guru, but he's, like, an uh, like an unwilling guru in the sense that he didn't ask to be a guru. He just kind of was there. He's a man and he... He just kind of sat down, and people built this thing around him. He's like, "Cool, whatever," you know. Um, so he's just like, you know, he's just like, "Cool, whatever," you know. Build this thing around me, cool. Um, but here comes Ram Das, and Ram Das is like, "Oh my god, like, you're amazing! I want to like learn from me." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, cool." But uh, and Ram Das at first is kind of like, mm, "Are you? Are you really that good? Like, are you really that that person that's supposed to be?" this guru and you know Naroli baba isn't trying to prove anything to anyone but he's like yeah you know i'm i'm okay you know like those commercials like yeah i'm okay but then he's like yeah so that moment you had with your mom a couple nights ago that's why you're here and then but that's it ram das's mind was totally blown and he was like i'm gonna learn from you and to the point where Naroli baba he didn't never wanted to leave him and like Ram Dallas didn't want to leave Naroli Baba. But at one point Naroli Baba was like, yo, dude, like this your life's purpose isn't to stay here with me. It's to take all the stuff that you learned and like take it back to where you're from. Like that's what you gotta do. So like leave. So he begrudgingly left and then we got be here now and everything else that came from from that. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like the classic story of like Siddhartha. You know, you go on this sojourn to find, you know, the guy who became Buddha, you go on this sojourn because you're like, I don't want like this whole thing. I'm not cool with it. So I'm going to go figure out what it is that I want. And then you ultimately go through all these different experiences just to realize that you're meant to take this message and like bring it back to where you came from or to to surrender everything you've learned and just be an example of allowing other people to find their journey it's quite, uh, quite interesting.
1: Wow. So in that whole mix, where are you?
2: I am sort of in the place of having kind of cured myself of the obsession with asana, but because of who I am, I still need physical things. Right. So Um, But I'm more in a place of like, okay, Owilda, like, you know that you need like a spiritual practice that is regular. Um, It doesn't have to be like an hour or even 45 minutes. But for me, it's kind of like a, how do I put it? It's like a ritual of coming back to myself Mm -hmm. in my connection with everything that's bigger than me. And I am a human like everybody else. I still struggle with, you know, like uh, expectations and desires and all those things. But I think that I'm working really, really hard on trying to manage them. You know, I think in our world, there isn't enough good that can be said about like also going to therapy, (laughs) like, you know, (laughs) mental health is like a real thing. You no, know, okay. but like you know, spiritual practice is good. You know, doing physical activity to ground like mm-hmm. the body is good. Therapy is good. You know, I think it's it's really a practice of um of gratitude as well, um and of just remembering and softening. I think one of my biggest lessons in all of in all of this that I've been learning uh, over the last year, especially, has just been that there can be a lot of power in being a little bit softer that it doesn't have to always be like this way or, you know, have to get it done like this, you know, we mm-hmm. can be a little vulnerable. We can be, you know, a little out of sorts. It doesn't have to always get figured out right this second. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I'm like even saying that right now, I have to still remind myself of that mm-hmm. because I think for me personally, and you know, I can't speak for anyone else, but childhood plays a big role in all these things. And wanting to be established in a certain way and leave a certain legacy, and impact people's lives in a certain way, it can get pretty demanding on oneself, especially if if you're the one putting all of those things on yourself, you know.
1: Yeah, I have been known to off more than I could chew.
2: <laughs> I'm sure you're not alone.
1: <laughs> but I'm particularly interested, you know, I started meditating uh, a few years ago, and not, I mean, we're not talking hours and hours of whatever, just as a matter of fact, I started meditating best when I was reading The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eckhart Tolle. And I got to a point in that process where, now you get it, I've I've been back through the book trying to find the point in the Mm -hmm. book where I started doing these things. But I would sit down and I would meditate and I would actually, I'd be in like a 3D full color world. Yeah, you were actual
2: projecting. That's totally different. I mean, it's meditation, but
1: it's like I, 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 it just showed up when my eyes closed, you know, mm-hmm. and, but it was so crystal clear and stuff. And I was sitting in the chair one day because I remember the part of his book where he said, well, when he's talking about training your, uh, your mind, and he said, when you get to the point where you can observe the workings of your subconscious mind, as you would the antics of a small child, then mm-hmm. you'll know you're present and you're watching, you're seeing what's happening. And because uh, he said you, you, you get deep in your subconscious mind it wants to takes you out of this. So I was in this beautiful meditation one day and I was like, wow, that's like really nice. And out of nowhere from behind me in, in this image was all this bright, effervescent blue smoke that just came around. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? And it was like, oh. <laughs> Subby's having some fun. Just gonna throw this smoke in here. It was really pretty, but I was having really good meditations in. I and and I don't know how I got away from it. I would love to get back to that. It wasn't a. I don't know if I ever got to the point of an enlightening an enlightenment, but I got to a point where it was okay. You know, there was a peace involved with it, and. It made everything easier. And somewhere along the line, I missed a page in that book. I got to go back and find it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, what you guys are talking about, oops, lost you there for a second. What you guys are talking about in yoga is referred to as, oops, is referred to as Samyama. So it's the idea that your mind, your body, and your spirit are all focused on the same thing at the mm-hmm. same time. And it produces like a moment of nirvana. Right, so that that peace you're talking about, Kevin, is from that unity Mm -hmm. of 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 those three things happening, and you being able to feel comfortable and sort of surrendered in that moment. Um, that's real cool. Um, you know, I would get back. (laughs) Yeah, I would say, look, I mean, every what I always tell people who are like, man, I had this period where I was like really having because there's all different types of meditations, like. You could do a walking meditation. You could do, a, you know, there's all different kinds. Mm-hmm. What you were doing is bordering on like astral projection, which is like a pretty advanced and challenging type of meditation that really requires you to be completely open and completely present. Mm-hmm. And so for you, I would say um, start by just doing the Japanese practice of Risen. Which is where you just meditate for one minute at the same time every day. So if, if you set up your alarm to remind you at like seven thirty or what I don't know, whatever time you wake up, you know, that for that one minute you're just gonna be still. You're not gonna think about anything, you're not gonna try to go anywhere, you're just gonna be there. Like I'm in my body, I'm breathing for one minute. Mm-hmm. And you'll see how how shortly after doing that regularly it'll be so much easier for you to meditate for longer and longer, longer. The other thing is that like the brain, like any other muscle, sometimes it gets bored with certain types of meditation. Right. So like, that's why there are so many different kinds. There's like transcendental to like use the word, the words loosely just means mantra. So like, if you have a mantra that you're working on for a you know, a period of time, normally it's about, um, 30 days. So normally they'll have you, they'll talk to you. Like if you were to pay, like to go on the transcendental meditation website, what they do is like, they ask you like, well, what are you working on, Kevin? Okay. What do you want to achieve? What do you want to desire? Okay. Well, these are, this is a mantra you should work with for 30 days. And every day say it a hundred and eight times,
1: a hundred and eight times.
2: Yeah, and the reason why it's 108 is because, you know, there's a lot of spirituality in numbers. Mm-hmm. It's very interconnected, the science, the spirituality, all of that. And so 108 is like a divine number. If you look at a Catholic rosary, it's 54 beads. Okay. Um, if you look at like the Fibonacci sequence, it kind of leads eventually to like 108. It's all connected. Oh. So the reason why they mm-hmm. have you do that is because it's like, I am focusing my energy specifically on this purpose for mm-hmm. this amount of time. Um, and the results can be crazy. Now, sometimes, right, they'll say, oh, you know, do this for 30 days. And someone will say, well, I'm not seeing any results. You know, they'll, okay, do it another 30 days. I'm still not seeing results. Well, what's really going on? And then you find out that, well, actually what they want, while well, they want to like pass this exam, they're actually really scared. So they Mm -hmm. need to focus on getting unscared. So they give them meditation of fearlessness and then they're able to accomplish what they need. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's that there's um binaural theta meditation. You can find tons of that on YouTube for free that like clicks into your theta waves of your brain and immediately will take you to that place. If you listen to a theta meditation, you just kind of like lay down and just kind of just be in the zone. Yeah. It will take you to crazy places. One time I did a theta meditation and Babaji, who is a guy, famous, not famous, but like a well-known mystic from ancient times who's yeah. in autobiography of a yogi showed up, took me to the face of the sun and then took me to the moon and told me like <laughs> why I need to be more like the moon than the sun. It was like really intense. But that was just like a theta meditation.
1: So I've, I've been kind of weary of those because, I mean, I do, uh, you, you're familiar, I'm sure with Silva mind control, well, what I don't call it mind control method anymore, but the Silva method.
2: Yeah. Like subliminal messaging. Uh,
1: yeah. And, and, but anyway, so they, th- I got into binaural, uh, mm-hmm. uh, frequencies and stuff with that, but I wasn't, it just sounded a little hokey to me. And no, it
2: works, man. Let me show you something. The, the theta when they get on that 7.2 Hertz, And there's a couple that are just like 10 minutes. It says like, I think that the title of the one that I used to use all the times is like binaural beats theta waves or something like that. And it's like a neon outline of a person sitting down with like chakras on them or something. And it's just like 10 minutes. And it's, you know, it's like, and if you're, if you're kind of like, I don't know, then I would say, look up like the Shruti box. There's, it's like a, It's a drone instrument that they use in yoga Uh that connects with different notes. So if you're kind of like, I'm not sure about people controlling my mind, then I would go to look up like the Shruti box F or the Shruti box low C because those are the most common. Low C connects with the root chakra and is like a low sound and F connects with the Shruti S-H-R-U-T-I and then the f connects with the heart chakra so oftentimes people most mostly deal with like root chakra issues you know family of origin feeling like they belong all that stuff or heart stuff you know relationships blah blah blah. so you'll find those very easily on youtube but i mean all that shamanic drumming meditation that's another one that will take you deep fast um i mean so many i could talk about this for like an hour
0: (laughs) Okay. Do, you, do you do the isolation tanks at all?
2: So I, I want to try that. Okay. I haven't tried it yet. but It's, there one, are of my, it's one of
0: my favorites. Them. Kelvin, I think, had a different experience.
2: So I've heard, I'm kind of like on the fence because I've heard like the great, you know, like the, oh my God, it was so relaxing and I was able to just surrender and whatever. Yeah, and no, then I've heard the flip little,
0: side. So it takes a little while. Yeah. My wife could not close the door all the way. Um, our, our place has, there are a couple of different kinds and some places just have pods. So mm-hmm. like you climb in and it's a small space. Um, the place that we have here in Savannah, um, has their, their rooms. I mean, they're, you know, seven feet tall, seven feet, seven oh, to eight feet long. Like there. So, and so, I mean, it's like, it's a a, like you climb, yeah, you climb in and, um, you know, they, they give you something to leave the door propped open if you need a little light in there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I am. The first time I went in, I and I figured this would happen. It took me about twenty minutes to. Yeah, it's almost panic when you get in there the first time. Yeah. Like everything's gone. Yeah. Um, But it took me about twenty minutes to settle in. Once I settled in, um, you know, it was it was great for me. Um, I know other. I've heard
2: it's like being in the womb.
0: Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I don't remember my experience in the womb, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> that it's, well, I mean, some people claim to, yeah. um, but it's, you know, they keep it at 94 degrees, which is about your skin temperature. And they, um, you know, there's enough Epsom salt in there to keep
1: you floating. Yeah. Um, I floated and I don't float. So <laughs> yeah, my, for me, I got a little, um, what is that when you don't know which way is up and down? Um, yeah, oh, uh, vertigo. Yeah, yeah, that. I, I got a little of that, and it was it was a little weird. And then I really had difficulty uh, just relaxing so that I floated. But you do you do float. They said like thousand pounds of salt in this this six You're inches of water or something. You'll float. <laughs> but it was just kind of a weird experience, and I never really got comfortable. And um, the last time I went to visit Josh. I think we spent to, uh, well, we'll drink less and float more. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll give it another <laughs> shot. But, um, it was just an unusual experience for me. So, but he love he loves it. He comes out yeah. rejuvenated and, and reconnected. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm just wet.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely have been thinking about trying it. I mean, I think for me, that's like the way you guys describe that is like the way I feel about like a Vipassana retreat. Mm -hmm. Like those things kind of scare the bejesus out of me. And I've done some silent stuff, you know, like in our 500-hour training that I'm currently two-thirds of the way through with or three-quarters of the way through with um we've we have like meditation retreats where we do like silent days and like you can't talk to anyone I mean unless it's like an emergency or whatever and so like I do feel like I'm kind of been mentally preparing myself because I do want to try that um because I mean it sounds like a, a a mushroom experience I actually <laughs> I had where you're like at, where you're out in space. No, I mean it sounds to me kind of like that experience where I felt like I was just like in space, out of body experience, you mm-hmm. know, with the cosmos or whatever. So and they just opened one here in Atlanta called like float to s or float to something
0: i was gonna say you gotta um, have you gotta have a center or two there if we've got one here yeah
2: they just opened and it's like uh and they have like these from what i could tell from the website it's like these rooms with these pools
3: yeah and i okay. think
2: they've done a little like kind of like a consolation type of light in the rooms but it's okay. not completely um deprived <laughs> of everything
0: gotcha but it's yep.
2: more of like a relaxation tank if that makes sense. The yeah. other thing I've tried that I surprisingly really enjoyed was the salt rooms. Okay. Not not the salt sauna. I mean, I love the like you know going to a good Korean sauna and doing in the salt room and everything like that. But what I'm talking about are these these salt detox rooms where you go in and the whole room is like it's cool. The temperature is cool, so it's maybe like 70 degrees, you know. Um, and there's multiple like zero gravity chairs, which I also was like, what is the point of this? But then I sat in one for 45 minutes. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, and you're just like surrounded by Himalayan sea salt the salt on the ground and you're in there just for 45 minutes, just like breathing. And when I tell you it felt, I mean, cause you know, salt, it takes the ions and it just has this sort of energetic thing that it does in real life um and it it was incredible like i I wanted to do it more and more and more Uh, it's not cheap though so there's that um (laughs) they have one here in atlanta but the one i went to was in west palm okay west palm beach and it was i mean it was really good
1: Hmm. were the lights out
2: oh they were dim okay it was like very very (laughs) dim it's a room where you have like there was maybe like eight chairs in there and you have like these little like half cubbies Mm. where you kind of like when you lay back you know it's like a horse blinders as you can't really Mm -hmm. see the person next to you and they give you these like silent disco headphones that have like you know relaxing music or people chant or whatever so you just have your own little vibe so it's
0: it's a shared experience but you can have it on your own
2: yeah i mean you can have it on your own It really shared
0: experience yeah, but other I mean, people could be in really, there with you, like in a in a tank, like it's just you. There's no.
2: It's yeah, a room, but yeah. like you don't like you don't even realize there was people. Okay. Like when I was done, I got up and I was like, I kind of like forgot where I was, and I was like, oh shoot, like oh, you know. And there, you know, there was a woman in there who was in there for like a double. Plus, if you have any type of skin issues, if you have any respiratory issues, if you have like anxiety. Yeah. There was a woman in there who had full body eczema apparently I couldn't tell she said it had cured her eczema and nothing else had cured it. There were men who had like sleep apnea who I talked to and who had like really bad snoring. Who so this had like fixed it because it dries, you know, it like dries it out yeah. in a healthy way.
0: Hmm. Interesting. It's a new concept to me. We'll have to check yeah. that out. Well, um, so transitioning, uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, and we'll um, and, and we'll get to I mean, you've got a new book out since, and you're still doing wellness retreats, and uh, you got a couple coming up, and we'll talk about those in a minute. Um, one of the things I one of the other things I wanted to talk about was um, seeing like darkness within. Mm-hmm. You know, when mm-hmm. we talked last time. Um, you know, part of your part of your backstory is law school, and um, since you had a minor heart incident during while well, you were clerking, and mm-hmm. that's when you realized you're heading toward um, you know, a sort of dark place, and and you were looking to to move out of that. Now you put a lot of hard work into yeah, into that, and you, you were able to say, "Okay, um, it's time to." You were able to say, "At a young age, it's time to cut the cord." On. You didn't wait until you're 55 and all of a sudden, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, Ariana Huffington falling asleep at, at the keyboard. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know exactly how old she is and um, whatever, but but she is certainly. Um, accomplished a lot in life already. Uh, whereas you at 27, 28 years old, were like, Oh now we got to get away from this. And I'm guessing <laughs> that I'm guessing that your, you know, your drive for more extreme yoga poses comes from that kind of same, that same, yeah. <laughs> that same driven place. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk um, more about, you know, recognizing darkness and, and moving away from it, even though it means, you know, a lot of the time that you, a lot of time and the hard work just. And money. Yeah. <laughs> is all, is all left behind. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think like a, a, an important place to start with all this is like every experience, as my teacher say, says, your lived experiences all have value, right? So even if, Your trajectory was here and now you're over here. Everything that happened before has contributed to that like subtle shift that moves that trajectory and has provided you with so much data um, that you can use moving forward. I think for me, um, part of it was really like, first of all, it wasn't like a quick it wasn't like, oh, shoot, I had this heart attack. No, I shouldn't be. I mean, it, it kind of was like that, but it was like it took me a while to kind of come to terms with that, mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like years um, to come to terms with that and to say out of my mouth, like I don't want this, but my heart and my mind to be like, but you paid all this money and you did all this thing and you're like right. the only one in your family that has this opportunity and like the first one to graduate from college and to go to graduate school, like what? are you doing you know um but I think that I had to kind of also look at my mental health and my my modus operandi like at that time I was partying a lot I was down to 105 pounds um and like I'm maybe one, but my entire life I've always been very athletically built mm-hmm. um and I was like just withering away I was like emaciated and my fiance heard me he'd be like you're finally admitting it but um, it took me it took me like several years to get back to a healthy weight um, after all of that sure. and I was like doing you know like party drugs and like all types of stuff um, and it's not to say that like oh like that stuff is bad and you shouldn't ever do it but like I had to recognize that I was engaging in a particular kind of behavior because I wasn't happy. Right. Um, I was also at that time in a relationship that was going nowhere. um, And that I was also trying to like force a square peg into a round hole kind of thing. Um, And I just kind of have to have a come to Jesus with myself. That's like, listen, you are no longer like really in a mental space to be a partner to this person because they don't, it's not, it's not working, right? Like you need to take care of yourself. B, like your behavior is a little bit out of control. You need to rein it in and like see you're freaking miserable. Like you've tried all these other things in the law. You don't want to do any of them and you're still trying to figure out how to force yourself to do it. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so, and the other thing is, you know, spiritually speaking at that time, I was also getting back into my own practice and to kind of this idea. You know, my grandmother always says, like, life is too short to spend it crying because then you're going to look so old before it's before you're even old. Right. And I'm one of those people that I'm an Aquarius and so I'm very emotive and my emotions (laughs) come out, you know. So, like, if I'm upset, like, people know. If I'm sad, like, even, you know, people know. Even if I don't, even if I'm doing my best to contain it. I just have that kind of energy. So um, it got hard for me to ignore it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that since then I haven't had those moments of like, you know, like, what, who am I? You know, like, what am I doing? Right. Is this the right thing? But I will say I haven't had as many medical issues for sure. And before that, like, I was quite sickly. Like, I just thought I was going to be like a sick person all the time. You know, um, And while I'm always good for a, a cool mystery illness here and there <laughs> that comes up, <laughs> right. um, I'm much more physically stable. And not to like bring it back to yoga, but in Ayurveda, there's this idea that there's these five, you have these five bodies. You have the body made of food, the emotional body, the intellectual body, the energetic body, and like the bliss body. And so, like, what I realized is that all my bodies are very disassociated. Like, I didn't even know that that's what I was realizing, but I realized like I was kind of all over the place and I had to find more integration. Um, and so, you know, that's really, for me, what it's been about. And it, it kind of became a a choice where it was like be miserable and potentially be financially stable or take some risk to develop a new normal around finances or a new idea around what you need and and all of that and then actually be happy or be like well adjusted because the truth is like I grew up in the projects, I didn't have a lot of stuff. Like I, I you know, I was lucky because I I still got a lot of different experiences. But like at the end of the day, I don't need a lot. To be okay, you know, like if I have food and a place to live and some technology, like I'm okay. Like I'm not someone that has to shop all the time or has to like buy a ton of expensive things. Like, you know, like my fiance forced me to get a new purse. Like, I, that's kind of who I am. I'm kind of <laughs> like, I don't really care about those things so much. Like, if I had to spend my money on things, it'd be travel. You know, like that's what I care about. That's why I made that part of my business because, you know, I had to figure out a way to make it be in my life. But I think in terms of, you know, really getting back to your question about like recognizing that darkness and doing some work to change it, it really has to do with um, some level of honesty with yourself. And, you know, kind of to come back to that example you said about, well, you know, you didn't wait till you were 55. You know, in the defense of those 55 year olds, A lot of the times, intergenerationally, the external influences placed upon them and the expectations placed upon them as they were growing influenced their idea of what success is. And they didn't have the the kind of the 90s thinking, the dot-com era boom of like, you can make success whatever you want. And even those people you know, who grew up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s are like, well, it has to be this, it has to be that. And I think it all starts with each one of us giving ourselves permission to redefine success on our own terms and to be okay with pursuing that everyone else's idea or validation be damned.
0: Right, and- um, It's a big decision. I, yeah, it is. And I think yours is really the- first generation um, like we're just far enough apart in age. I was born in 1976. So like I got the internet when I got to college, um, but it wasn't, nobody understood how to make money with it until my, my classes had, had gone through, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like we're like the last three or four years um, the, the end of the seventies, those, those, you know, we're the folks who kind of had gone through college and, um, started our careers and, mm-hmm. and then, and then could adapt to, um, to an internet life if we, if we chose, but we had mm-hmm. to take our existing careers and, and move them, um, online. Um, your generation kind of had, um, you know, high-speed internet when you got out of college and you could, you could start your careers online. Um, just I mean, like, just that little because, bit, like um, you know, which isn't to say that nobody, like older than you, um, you know, could do it. it you know, like everybody's right, got right. The, this opportunity it now. Just
2: more integrated, right? Right. You're up-bringing. you're the like yeah. you're
0: the Like, like, it's awesome that you jumped on that so early because you're like the first group to have that, to have that. The
2: funny thing though, is that I still feel late. I still feel late because like, I went to high school with the guy that created Instagram,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know? And like, I, I feel like, so I was born in 84 and I feel like my year is like the last, it's like that bridge year. So like, I grew up with a rotary phone. Yep. I remember when beepers first came out, like my first cell phone was like a boyfriend of my mom's got it first. Cause he worked for the NBA and it was like a Qualcomm. It was like a brick, you know, you could like yeah. you know, beat someone off of you with it. I remember like <laughs> you were you know, still in,
0: you were probably still in room. law school when we got um, smartphones and yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, smartphones came out like
0: 2007 was the first time. Yeah, like so.
2: Facebook like, I remember when Facebook first came out and I was in college because I went to boarding school and Facebook was an actual book that was right. like, these are all the kids that go here. This is an <laughs> extension to their room, you know. Um, and so for me, I actually was a little reticent about right. the Internet and like yeah. getting on there because my father also works in IT. And that was a career he made for himself later in life after he completely turned his life around. And so he's always been like, you know, everything's on there. It stays on there, you know. And so, as it, it's funny that you're like, you know, you got on an Earth. Because for me, I'm like, I should have been on it like way before that. Um, like I remember Kevin, he because we were in the same advisory group, believe it or not. Um, Kevin Systrom, I remember him being like, you know, you should try C plus plus, and I'm like, out of here, Kevin, I don't care about
0: that, you know, like. <laughs> well, it's funny, and, wasn't Instagram first, um, like a drinking? For app? Like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, for whiskey, bourbon. yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and or, or or bourbon, and it's yeah. like, but now like he recently, and we're not like close or anything, right? Still, but like he recently sold it for like multiple billion dollars, like billions of dollars, um, so that's cool. But I think for me, um, with the internet and everything, and and look, you know, I'll be honest with you, like I'm still working my way to my first million. You know what I mean? Like I'm still working on it, um, but there definitely have been people that have been able to do amazing and incredible things. I think that the challenge for for online entrepreneurs is knowing what it is that you want to accomplish, as opposed to comparing yourself like in everything. You know, right. as, as opposed to comparing yourself to like the Gary V's out there and the like. You know, the the, the you know all those types. of. Who are like blowing up and like have all these different things and are like you know making all the money because you know you're not Gary B. You're Josh, you're right. Kevin Ringold, and, and a Rivera, and, and Gary our B is different.
0: Yeah, you know, Gary B. wasn't intending to do it on the internet. It just happened that way. You know, it coincided. Exactly. Like he, he did. Yeah, he he was he was in a product. He was in wine, um, but to that point. You know the the other part of the question about coming out of darkness is how did you know, um, and really more from a prescriptive standpoint, um, how can our listeners, um, if they're trying to leave a darkness, how do you know which way to go toward, toward the light? You know, uh, it,
2: that's a hard. That's like it's hard, it's, it's one thing start, to start
0: running away from something, but what do you what do you start running running
2: towards? towards yeah, I would say um, the first thing to do is to ground. You know, find something that's very grounding, that's very comforting, um, that's healthy, right? So healthy, comforting, and grounding. So whether that's having more interpersonal contact with your loved ones or being in nature or reading or getting back to basics or coloring in a notebook, like, it can be something so small that helps you to start to kind of just take the cover off a little bit. Um and, and, and sometimes it has to be something completely unrelated. Like for me, it's playing squash mm-hmm. most of the time, you know, when I can get out of my own head if, if I lose, you know. Um, but, you know, whatever it is, you know, it has to be something that's going to take you completely out of that funk. So, like, I interviewed um, a film guy who told me, like, when he gets in his, like, slumps or whatever, he just, like, consumes a lot of content because that helps them kind of get back to being creative, right? So whatever it is that has got, is kind of got you blocked or got you down, just put it down and walk away from it completely. Like just kind of give yourself a a day off, if you will, to just do something totally different, you know, ask yourself, what are the things I really want to do that I haven't done in a long time? And like do one of those things, Um, you know, for me, it was kind of getting back into the spiritual practice and, Making a, a separate decision that like, oh, culturally, this is my my responsibility to keep these practices alive and to keep doing these things. And that was enough to kind of take my mind away from work and being a lawyer and paying bills that allowed me to open the door a little bit more to to getting out of it. Um, I think the other thing is just also admitting it admitting that you're in a bad place That's like a so so many times it's like oh no I'm fine I'm fine but you want to like kill everyone <laughs> you know it doesn't make sense like I just wrote a piece for I think I published it in Thrive Global or, or Medium I think it's on Thrive that says um, you know how to get out of, you know uh, something like I forget what the title was but it was something about being a obstacle hi, of being an <laughs> obstacle to your own happiness right and kind of the four things that are always gonna make you unhappy one is like making you know comparing your happiness to other people's happiness right or having an untenable idea of what happiness is and the other one is kind of like always not actually acknowledging what you have going for you you know like for example in the article I wrote it was I was you know, I was crying in the kitchen, like I'm just unhappy. You Nothing know, is working, blah blah blah. But it's like, okay, you have clients, you know, like you're doing the thing that you love to do. You have support, like, w- you know, what is real happiness anyway? And is what you're saying that you're not even the same thing? Um, so admitting that you're just not in a good place is part of it, because that's when you start to do the real work of uncovering why you're not in a good place. And giving yourself permission to to say, okay, well what can I do to to shift that?
0: Right on. Um Kelvin, did you have anything to tack on before we or to
1: ask and no, I think you just on? I think you just hit it because it was gonna be it was gonna be, you know, so how do we yeah. No. You read my mind. Stop that. I thought we had to stop before. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no I just there was there's so much and um, it, it, I think you are one of our few guests that we have talked less with on the show because you start to talk and it's just like yeah we don't have to pry anything out of you, <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's like oh good stuff what now oh wait a minute I was so wrapped up in what you were saying a few minutes ago <laughs> But you cover a lot of space, and it's like you, uh, you just kind of answer all the questions as they come. I am amazed. You see, your youth is a problem for me because you have all this <laughs> wisdom. And what are you, six, seven? Uh, you
2: know. I'm thirty five. I'm gonna be thirty six pretty right. soon, actually.
0: <laughs> when we last talked, when we last talked to you, you were doing a um, you were doing a gratitude um yeah thirty fourth birthday yeah um, yeah, so talk to us then about you know well, now that you've told us your age, um, everybody knows you're a millennial, so let's um let's talk success math,
2: yeah, so um,
0: this is the new book
2: a little bit after our our interview was about like 19 months ago yep. um, sometime after that. And I, you know, I'd be lying if I could tell you this was the exact day and time that the idea came to my mind. Um, but I had kind of been thinking on, and I've said meditating, but I mean that in the sense of like putting energy and focus on an idea yep. as opposed to like, you know, um, universe tell me. Um, and the I- irony is that I've never been a, good math student in fact when i was little and i was in prep the academic enrichment program i was required to take double math and wasn't allowed to take a language because i'm dyslexic as well and so it just it's a mess math is just Uh like crazy for me um but and so if you would have ever asked me like if i was going to write a book with math at all attached to it i would have laughed at you in your face um but sometime after our meeting i was thinking like how the heck do i share what it is that i figured out from interviewing all these amazing people on my show and working with all these people one-on-one that can actually help others in the world right and so um one day, apparently, the actual day and time unknown, this formula came into my mind. And I promised I had not thought the word proof in probably a decade. Right. But this formula came in my mind, and I was like, suddenly I just wrote this proof. And it, you know, was like S is success as you defined it, which equals, you know, inside the parentheses above the fraction bar because it seems like a complex formula right it's like the alignment of your beliefs your values and your behaviors like oh duh okay well that is a factor against your emotional support system and your mental toughness right as defined by these factors and then that's all great but if you're not executing then you're dead in the water and okay well you can execute but what's your actions? in that execution looking like, right? Like, sure. You have great initial actions, but like, what's your follow up action or your follow through action? Um, and and then I was like, Oh crap, like this is a book. And (laughs) I took that and I just started writing. Like I wrote a kind of a loose outline. Um, and this, I mean, to be totally honest, it was the scariest thing I've probably ever done because I didn't write a thesis in college. And when I went to law school, I was told that I was a bad writer um, because legal writing is completely devoid of any, anything that oh, wow. is a, You're an individual.
3: No yeah,
2: reason. exactly. And you just Russian have to be like completely logically connected. Like it's just, great. it's, it's, it's like a robot writing, if you will. Um, and so I was not very good at it. And I had a very hard teacher and he was the type of teacher that was like, oh, you got to be. At the beginning of this the year, and you just got a C, but actually that C is worth more than that B. And you're like, tell that to my transcripts, dude. Um, but so when I started writing the process, I was kind of like scared. But then because I'm practical, I was like, at the end of the day, I just need to put a goal, right? Like I need to know how many words at the end of the day I'm trying to write and then just write it. Right. So I decided I was going to write twenty five thousand words because Animal Farm is twenty seven thousand. And well, if it's good enough for George Orwell, like it's good enough for me. And, you know, I'm not telling a dystopian tale of of that. Oh, yeah, I agree. Right. Um, And so I was like, OK, I'm going to write two thousand words a week and we're just going to
0: see what happens. And so July. I mean, that's a page a day.
2: Yeah. And so July 21st, I and I know this because I started texting a friend of mine from college who's a writer, just like, secular, like oh, my God, I think we're going to write a book. Um, and so July 21st of 2018, I texted. I said, oh, I just started. I have 2000 words by September. I was like, I have 10,000 words. You know, by January, I was done with the book. Like I was done with the manuscript and I was able to finish it and have it published and ready to go within 10 months of starting to write it, Yeah,
3: that's which hard.
2: I guess is kind of fast.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but part of it, I think is because the book really wrote itself. I mean, I can't take the credit really because the book kind of just like came to me and it just made sense. So it just kind of like wrote itself. It was like, well, duh, this is this and this is that. And, And here are some good examples of it and, you know, here's how it might work in your life and let's apply these things. So that's kind of how the book went.
0: That's great. Lessons that come through you or, you know, better than the ones that you try to come up with in your head usually.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Wow. So, okay. It means I have another book to buy now. (laughs) <laughs> Is it on Kindle or audiobook?
2: Yeah, it's, it's so it's Kindle. not on audiobook yet, but it's on Kindle and on, in paperback. It's available actually at forty thousand distributors.
1: Um, like you could uh, well, try to one probably one go into I your can find a copy. I mean,
2: oh yeah, you can find one. for sure. I mean, it's uh <laughs> it's a Barnes and Noble. It's Amazon. It's everywhere. One of my aunt's friends, my aunt who's also named A Wild Rivera, one of her friends actually tried to like test the theory of how available it was uh-huh. and like went to an airport bookstore to ask for it and they were like actually it's sold out but we can order you one <laughs> <laughs> and he was like oh okay
0: uh, uh, we're, we're flying through atlanta uh, on the way home so we'll stop there and see if uh, <laughs> see if they've got it for you <laughs> oh,
1: you get this local author <laughs> is, is, you gotta have her no here <laughs> wow. well that's that's awesome that is awesome so what's yeah, the, i mean the Oh, sorry.
2: Well, no, no. I was just going to say that the idea behind the book, just for those who kind of like, Ooh, I don't know math. Um, the idea is that like the formula looks complex, just like when someone asks you, like, what do you want to be when you grow up or how do you feel like you're going to make a living or what is success to you feels extremely scary and complex. But it's like when someone is like, actually, this is the cheat code, then you're like, oh, it's so easy. Right. So like, <laughs> the idea behind the book is to make it to to tap into that feeling of like, oh, my God, this is scary. And what the hell is this? But then to just show it's like really easy. When you just take it apart and it's holistic, it's like everything that is you is a part of your success journey and is valuable and can be used to move you to where you want to go. It's just about recognizing that as opposed to trying to compartmentalize everything and achieve something in a vacuum, which is wholly unsustainable.
1: Mm. Wow, awesome. That's good because I have some weird angles. <laughs> so I've got to, I'm i I'm, I'm glad to know that I can incorporate everything that is me into whatever is going to eventually be my, my total success. Cause whew, that's I'm right. Scared.
2: That's right. Listen, I'm a weirdo. So. No, no. The more weird, the better. That's what it is for you. <laughs> Seriously.
1: Wow. So yeah. Uh, that is uh that's awesome. Well,
0: by way of starting to, head toward, toward a close. Um, see, this will come out on the 23rd if my math's right. Um, so I know you've got like a retreat coming up like real soon. And then um, you've got one coming up in April.
2: Yeah. So um, I'm really excited because the one, I mean, the one coming up is the resume is already closed and everything. It's uh, to Spain and Morocco. It's going to be cool. I mean, if anyone listening, you know, has the, the financial means to book a flight to Madrid in a week, I mean, they're more than welcome to sign up and join me. Um, I'll never turn anyone away, but the one, the one in April I'm really excited about because it's my first, domestic retreat.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I'm partnering with my teacher, like my teacher who did my 200-hour and my 500-hour yoga training, who is extremely learned. Like she's been to Krishnamacharya's mandaram in India multiple times. She studied with Desikashara. She studied with Michelle Ango. She studied with, I mean, you think of a extremely well-respected person in the field of yoga, and she's probably studied with them. So I'm super excited to be co-hosting this trip with her. It's going to be in St. Augustine, which is quite a special place. I didn't really know a lot about it before I started researching it for this. But it's the first established place even older than Roanoke in the United States because the Spanish started it. Mm -hmm. It is like if New Orleans and Savannah had a baby. It's extremely historical. We're doing it during a full moon. So like right in the middle of the trip, there's going to be a full moon and we're going to do like a full moon ceremony, you know, optional for anyone that's kind of like, I'm not into it. You don't have to come. Um, But there's going to be like yoga and meditation. We're going to have a beach house. We're going to have a chef that's going to come and do a couple of dinners. And believe it or not, if they register before October 15th, the whole trip is only 800 dollars um it is shared accommodation but Mm -hmm. like so shared rooms but individual beds obviously um and the other cool thing is that it's real like let's say you want to fly in from some other part of the country it's um just an hour 45 minutes south of the jacksonville airport so you can fly into jacksonville really cute sweet small airport Mm -hmm. um and then get to st augustine and you know i'm debating actually if a, if a lot of people are flying in, I may offer like a shuttle or something yeah, um, yeah, depending on yeah depending on, yeah, yeah depending on that um but we are we're super excited and if for some reason people are like, well, you know, I'm gonna wait till November first or something to sign up, it's only nine fifty after that, so yeah, under thousand dollars.
0: It's less than a three-hour trip for us, so uh, I'm going to see if you know. My wife's not going to listen to this, so uh, <laughs> so so she doesn't uh, she doesn't know. But I'm going to see if I can make it work for us. I'm sure my mother would. Oh, love it me.
2: would be great. We would love to have you. I mean, yeah. it's I'm sure, my
0: mother would love uh, five or six days with the baby, and you
2: know, of course. Be- yeah, no, we'd love to have you. And I mean, the idea behind the trip um, is called Full Moon Beach Escape. And the idea is to really give people an opportunity, of course, to get out of their comfort zone, to meet new people. But then also to kind of have a container to set intentions and a container to kind of like explore a little bit more of that. I don't want to call it like a spiritual practice, but I want to call it maybe like a connection practice. Um, And truly, Leanne Neal is like one of the only people I would do that kind of a retreat with just Mm -hmm. because she's just so good at it. Um, So that's cool. And then the end of next year, I haven't decided yet if it's going to be a women's only or if it's going to be co-ed, but at the end of next year, I'm going to be doing a trip to Bali that I am super excited about. Um, it should be about nine days, like with a weekend on each end of the week, it takes so long to get there. Um, two locations, you know, going to all the temples and all those, all the things that people go to Bali for. But then of course, getting a little beach action as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like surfing, massages, all that kind of stuff Complete. And with this trip is the, the Bali trip is going to be the first trip that I do with airfare included from the United States. Um, so that should be pretty cool too.
1: Nice. Hmm. I noticed that Josh just issued a challenge because they're planning to beat to that.
3: Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he, he challenges me in very subtle ways.
0: <laughs> Gee,
1: let's see if Kelvin's going to pick this up. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't so much. A, I mean, it's, that's a challenge for me too. Cause I got to, You know, uh, we we got to get coordinate two people time off of work and uh, and babysitting because.
1: Well, you know, Joshua, we just work on getting rich between now and then. We won't have to worry about it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So we get her book. We got the formula. (laughs) Set right. That's it.
2: But you may find out when you read the book that what matters to you isn't being rich. And then what are you going to do?
1: I don't see that as I don't see (laughs) that as happening. (laughs) Well, okay, so. Well, rich is relative. On the on the other hand,
3: exactly. You know, yeah. I
0: think rich is not um, is not the goal, but I think it's um, part of the means. Like, I think it's True. something that um, happens on the way, and and you know, by rich, I mean we don't need. You know, we might not. Oh, be but famous. you mean you know? I don't. I don't know what Kelvin's what number is in Kelvin, <laughs> but but it doesn't no, have no. to be. It
1: doesn't have to be in the trillions. Um, <laughs> I just need to be able to do what I want, when I want, go where right. I want, without to, having to worry
0: about it. Right. so just hey. say, "Hey, I think I'm going to right. <laughs>
1: yeah. The moon's not on my list, so we don't have to worry about that trip. Right. <laughs> now they have bacteria up there. That'll be that'll be really pretty cheap bacteria, in a few yeah. years anyway. <laughs> 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 so anyway, besides, this is a long trip, and no, but it's good. No, I, man, I forgot how much fun we had the first time when you were on the show. So. I'm so very glad you came back and uh, I'm glad
2: thank you for having me i I really enjoyed talking with y'all
0: hey, we'll have to um you know'll be watching for that Bali retreat when you get back maybe we'll you know we'll make this like an every eighteen to twenty month thing and we'll uh Sounds when you get good back to from me Bali, we'll see you know we'll get back on and see how your life has changed.
3: Yeah, if if you get, I'm right, enlightened I might have or
0: or to something. come to
1: one of your retreats and actually have the podcast. So, as well, I mean, role, if you right? come to, if you come
2: to St. Augustine, you
0: know, we'll make some time. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can find 45 minutes or two hours.
1: <laughs> Josh is my, is my uh, authorized sanctioned challenger. So he, <laughs> he he's one of a few people in my existence that has, the privilege of b- being able to issue me a challenge and me not blow it <laughs> off so
2: uh, well he does so so graciously i mean it's hard to like he, he
1: does and not accept
2: too, it yeah i'm pretty public <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the presence of his child so it's kind of like uncle goes. kelvin like are you about that life <laughs> uh, yeah
1: yeah i i will say you know he and i met uh, God, I, he knows how many it's years it's been a I, while again yeah it's I, been I, 15, I, quit, I quit counting 15. anymore but you know and and when we met i i did not see us as being the friends that we have become because we were such different people um i thought um uh, but we have enough we have enough similarities and uh, or or compatibilities that it makes for a nice it makes for a nice mix so uh
0: well, that and we're both Scorpios, which means we're too stubborn to,
1: well, to, there
3: is, <laughs> to, to let it there go. Off, right? <laughs> I forgot
2: about
1: that part. So. <laughs> See, that's why I have him around. <laughs> so awesome. This was great. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks for having me, guys.
3: It's, so it's where do you great. want
0: people to, um, well, yes, I mean, so, A, um, I would say, A, uh, anything that you wanted to get to that we didn't get to, I'm guessing not, but. Um, but also B, where do you want people to connect with you online? Where do you hang out the most?
2: Yeah, so um, a couple of exciting announcements. Of course, you can always find me at Um, We talked about the book is out. I have the podcast, all that's still happening. Um, I've, you know, as I mentioned, I've been writing a lot more. I've mm-hmm. been picked up by the startup on Medium. So I've been publishing a lot of articles there. I'm on Thrive Global. I just got asked to be a contributor for Lifehack. So one of my first articles will be coming out there shortly in the next probably week or two. And I think the title of that article is like the six uh, challenges in life you must overcome to become a better person. So I tackle like loss, failure, um, setbacks, your story. And I forget the last two, but kind of talk about that in that article. Um. Most exciting thing, though, is that the Success Math Companion course is about to go live in nice. a couple of weeks, maybe like a week or two. And because, I, you know, a lot of people have read the book and they're like, this is great, but like I need more. Like, I, you know, what do I do with this? So this is an eight module course that's going to be hosted on Teachable um, that has an over 90 page workbook with, of course, this face. Um, kind of taking you through it all and giving you some new examples. Um, and I try to, to make it reasonably priced. So if people purchase it outright, I think it's going to be $4.99. Otherwise it's $97 a month for like six months. Um, so you pay a little bit extra, but you get to have a um, payment plan option and it's completely self-guided. So that's really one of the more exciting things um, that's happening that's going to be coming up soon. Um, other than that, you know, I'm just trying to continue to give people value. They can always sign up for my mailing list. If they go to one of those articles, you know, there's a link for them to sign up or if they come onto my website, um, you know, I'm happy to, to be a service.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, congratulations on your success and, um, wishes for continued and hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll see you um, like in real life and not too long.
2: Yeah, that would be really exciting. Well, thanks for having me guys. You guys have a great rest of your day and an awesome weekend. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Hey, thanks for listening show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. And we will see you next week. Bye. A Better Human Hood Production.